Welcome to the YouTube Creators Hub podcast, where we help you conquer the internet one video at a time. We cover everything from how to start a YouTube channel to how to make a video go viral. And now, here's your host, the one and only Dusty Porter. Hello, creative audience. Welcome back to episode 24 of the YouTube Creators Hub podcast. I'm going to have a very brief intro today because the interview ran a little long with Vinny from Vine Sauce. We talk about streaming. We talk about uh, mixing it up with YouTube. We talk about YouTube networks, building an audience. So much good stuff packed in one episode. I do want to remind you that this week's episode, as always, is brought to you by the folks over at TubeBuddy, T-U-B-E-B-U-D-D-Y. I also want to let you guys know to to be on the lookout for the new TubeBuddy Express podcast, where yours truly, myself, is going to be hosting that show, talking all things YouTube news, stuff like that. So if you're interested in the YouTube space at all, I would recommend to keep your eyes and ears out for that. I'll be sharing all kinds of links when the time comes, probably going live on iTunes sometimes early uh, or late next week, dependent. I'm going out of town, uh, but uh, you'll still be getting content, fresh content, because as I always say, uh, if you batch upload or batch record, you should be good to go, even if you're going out of town for an extended amount of time. So guys, without further ado, I'm going to jump into this fantastic chat with Vinny from Vine Sauce. All right, guys, I'm so excited to be joined by Vinny, who is the creator of the Vine Sauce video game streaming group, whose YouTube channel is the home to video game corruptions, showcases of awful games, disturbing Mario and Luigi cartoons, original characters, and bizarre game glitches. His YouTube channel has over 350,000 subscribers, and that's just one of his channels, and 77 million video views. He's been on YouTube since early 2010. Vinny, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Dusty? I am doing absolutely fantastic. It's been such a pleasure uh, chatting with you pre-show before we went live about your journey, and I can't wait to dive into that even deeper here in the podcast. So maybe if you would, real briefly, uh, explain to our audience who you are and what your YouTube channel is about. Sure. So what I do is um, I stream video games on Twitch, and we started before Twitch, actually. So, so for a long time, I was on live stream. And what we did was I say we because I started like a streaming group and we have a number of other streamers. Um, it's kind of a, it's a team. It's a loosely organized team. You know, everyone has their own independence, but we kind of we work together from time to time. So what I do is I stream video games uh, with commentary. I don't really go on camera. That's kind of not my thing. But I do um, commentary and play games. And uh, these days, every Sunday, I stream very bizarre things, weird games um, glitches, you know, I make a big show of it. And, uh, so during the week I tend to just play a game all the way through. Maybe I'll play, um, you know, some classic games or some newer ones. And these days, you know, I'll just kind of work my way through them on the weekdays and on the weekends I'll do special stuff. So how did this all start for you, Vinny, as far as like on YouTube and just creating content for the internet? And I talked to you pre-show uh, and you told me you are doing this full-time now, so this is kind of a full-time gig for you. But how did the the birth of the Vine Sauce channel and in the streaming group and all of that, how did that come to be? So, yeah, I mean, I actually had a job at a public access television station and I was uh, doing a bunch of things, camera, editing. And well, actually, before I did editing, I was pretty much just doing camera work and I decided I wanted to learn how to edit. So I spoke to a few people around the job and I said, well, what do you think I should start with? And uh, they told me to start with Adobe Premiere because, you know, they used Final Cut, but I didn't have uh, a Mac. So I used Adobe Premiere. I taught myself 
And uh, I basically filmed some ski trips with my friends. And like, I don't ski, by the way. So this is definitely not even the right use of the word ski trip. But um, my friends and I would go to these these ski trips and we would just have fun. And I would film it with a little like, and this is before I had a cell phone camera. I, I had like a little Kodak ZI-8 and I would just film random stuff that would happen. And then uh, I would edit it in Adobe Premiere. And I, you know, I would, I learned how to do it and I would really put a lot of effort into it, make it look as good as I could. And I realized then that I actually really loved editing. And this was uh, early 2010, as you'd mentioned. Um, so basically from that point forward, I started a YouTube channel and the name Vine Sauce was an old nickname. So my name is Vinny, right? And the, the word Vine, Vinny, you know, you can kind of see the, the relation there. And then sauce, the word sauce, my friend Mike just used to add the word sauce to like everything. So I was like, one day I was like, man, I really want to start a YouTube channel. And then I remembered that he called me Vine Sauce one day. So um, I used it and I started uploading ski trip videos and then like concert recordings and just me doing little random skits around the house, getting my friends over, doing just bizarre random stuff. Um, and then the video game streaming, that's how the YouTube channel started. The video game streaming started later, which that was, um, I remember around May of 2010, I noticed that um, streaming was becoming bigger. And, and this is before Twitch. So um, Twitch became a massive corporation that video game streaming is, is now huge. But before that, if you had 100 viewers, you were pretty successful in the video gaming streaming market. And so I decided I would give it a shot because I, I liked to be a clown a little bit. And I was like, well, I could stream some of my favorite games. Like I started with Chrono Trigger. It's an old RPG from 1995. That's my favorite game. And I loved it and I streamed it and people noticed. And, um, you know, over time, I ended up combining the YouTube channel with the streaming. So that's kind of how that began. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. You know, you and I spoke before we came on here on the show, and you have multiple YouTube channels. You have three, actually. You have two uh, around video gaming, and then you have one for your band, which, again, we'll dive into that a little later. But maybe explain a little bit to the audience why you decided to break up your content into two separate channels, and what would be a good reason to do that if there's someone out there looking to maybe split their, their content in half? So really good question, and I do get this question a lot, and... So I do have two channels for different reasons. And my main channel, which is the Vine Sauce channel, was basically for uh, highlights. So I would edit down my best moments from, say, a two-hour long stream into like a five to ten minute highlight video. And I would upload maybe a video once a week. So like I said, after uh, the streaming began, I started doing the highlights and they became pretty successful. And I would, you know, submit them to some places and other places people would submit them for me. So some of them became viral and the channel started taking off. So when I noticed that my audience was growing, I realized that um, at some point around 2014, so this is skipping ahead quite a bit. Sometime around then, um, one of the people from my YouTube network who is, was a really, I mean, this was a really smart idea. He said, you should archive all your old streams instead of letting them, you know, just disappear. And I said, okay. So he said, you should just put them on your YouTube channel. 
just put all your videos on your YouTube channel. And, and these are like two to three hour long streams. So I said, you know, I don't think I want to put them all on my YouTube channel. Despite the benefit of like 250,000 subs or whatever it was at the time, maybe 200,000. I just felt like the people who were subscribed to my main Vine Sauce channel had grown accustomed to one highlight every week or two, you know, uh, trim down highlight the best moments all in one spot. And that was the, the reasoning there. And I said, you know, I'd rather just start a new channel. Let's call it vine sauce, the full sauce. You know, that was like, that was actually kind of his idea. And I, and I thought it was really stupid at first, but then I thought, I guess it makes sense. It's full streams. Um, and that's what we did. I actually, I, I got one of my friends to help me out. And as a result, there's two, two channels, one of which has less subs. That's the full channel. But the people that want to see the highlights have it all on one channel and they're not disrupted by, you know, four videos a day or three videos a day or two videos a day. They just get what they need once a week or so. And I felt like that was a good way to divide the content. Just to be clear, Vinny, so you're taking the full stream archive and you're not doing much editing, right? You're just putting the raw stream footage up on that second YouTube channel, correct? Uh, there's a little editing in, in the sense of, okay, what happens is the, the person, VappyVap, that's his, his name online, what he does is he takes the stream, say I stream two games in one night, he'll cut the intro speech I do out and he'll cut the next stream out. So it's just that one game. So if I stream, say, Wolfenstein, he will just take from when I begin Wolfenstein to when I stop playing Wolfenstein. And then he'll cut together a little thumbnail. He'll, he'll make the thumbnail for the channel. Sometimes I'll do it too. And this is a guy that works for you. Is he a virtual assistant? Is he part of your network? Um, he's someone that was actually doing it anyway. He was uploading my streams to his channel. <laughs> so I said, why not work with the guy? I'll pay him. And that's what happened. I ended up like getting in touch with him. Found out he was a pretty nice guy, and and we started working together. All right, Benny, let's talk about monetization. How are you making money from your content? Uh, obviously, we're not going to talk specific numbers here, but what are the different ways that you've found as a gamer online creating content that uh, that you've been able to make money with your content? I mean, there's a lot of different ways. My my primary thing that I do is stream on Twitch, which uh, Twitch streamers have various ways of making money, which is to receive donations. I happen to discourage against donations to receive subscribers. Again, something I kind of discourage against, or I don't necessarily ask for it to happen or, um, ad money where you, you queue up an ad while you're streaming on Twitch. Um, uh, I don't do all three very often and some streamers have overlays. So when someone donates or subscribes to you, there will be like, say, a graphic and a sound effect. And then sometimes even the people can write a little message. Usually the messages turn into just a mess and it's just people just trying to disrupt the stream. So I turn that off. I don't do that stuff, but um, I still make a little bit of money from Twitch and um, YouTube, however, is where I make most of the money as most big YouTubers, I think are a part of a YouTube network. I am as well. And they, I've been in a part of a few, one of which was like a, giant corporation and they were just very, very like kind of lifeless. You know, they would just contact me and um, it would just be automated messages. And it just felt like it was, they had, I think a couple hundred thousand people in their network. It was, it was massive. 
Um, and I remember when I quit that network, I would still get emails from them. You know, hey, Vincent, um, have you checked out our network? We'd like to recruit you. So I wrote, no, I was a part of this network and I quit. And then they'd say, thanks. So then like a week later, hey, Vincent, would you like to join this network? Your, your numbers look great and we think you'd be a great fit. So I still get those, you know, that's, that's the kind of network that, you know, and a network is, is basically, you know, for those that don't know, it's um, like a conglomerate of, of a bunch of different YouTube networks, uh, YouTube channels, and they put advertisements on your videos and they handle a number of problems that you may have. It's kind of like a manager in some ways. And they take a small percentage of your earnings. Yeah, we, we've discussed YouTube networks briefly here on the show. I had a dedicated show talking about them briefly. And then we had a young man uh, who actually ran a YouTube network and interviewed him. And he talked about the pros and cons of, of, of you know becoming a part of a network. And I do think there are reasons to join a network. But I also believe there are channels out there like myself with, with the tech channel that I do. I just don't really see many benefits of, of becoming part of a network. And I actually almost signed a contract. Uh, but talked with some people here locally around where I lived and kind of decided against it. I'm just really uh, hesitant about, you know, signing a contract that lasts, you know, over a year or two years or whatever the situation may be. Uh, and, you know, they promote that you're going to get better revenue split. And for the most part, 90% of the time you probably do, but I would hate to be a part of that really small percentage of creators who actually ends up hurting themselves bottom line wise in the end, which can happen if you join a network. I have hor- heard horror stories of uh, channels joining a network and then losing, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars each and every month. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's a definite reality. I mean, a number of people from, from Vine Sauce, a lot of my friends joined just horror networks that, that did absolutely nothing for them or in some ways hurt them or, you know, locked in to contracts that would last two, three years. Um, luckily the one I was on was only one year. And when that ended, I was recruited by a better network that it had a three month contract. So I figured, okay, that's, that's more safe. You know, I can give this a shot. And luckily, I mean, the network I'm on now, um, they do their own convention. I just got back from it. It's called too many games. It was amazing. And, um, you know, there's a lot of people and it feels like a family kind of thing. They don't have hundreds of thousands of people on their network. This is a very small group of people. Like the owner and I are close friends, you know, and that's something that, that has made all the difference for me. And sure, I'm, I'm assuming the revenue is a little bit better than it would have been if I wasn't on a network, but the support has been unbelievably good. And so I'm satisfied, very much so. So on the back end of that, talking about networks and YouTube in general, what is something that you wish someone would have told you when you first started out on YouTube? Um, not every offer that you get in your inbox is worth checking out. <laughs> Um, there have been times where I've checked out a few things and people would say, you know, you should, you should check this out and do this. And, and it just was me wasting my time. 90% of the time I would talk to them in more in depth than you'd find out it was a scam. Um, I also wish people early on, maybe someone could have told me that, um, you know, what counts more is, is actual content as opposed to like, you know, getting your stuff out there is one thing, you know, finding ways to promote your stuff is very, very important, but also you got to make sure you're putting out good quality stuff and not flooding. I feel cause you know, early on it was questionable. Some of the stuff I put out was just whatever I thought I needed to put out. 
And most of it's fine now. I, I don't mind. I, I look back at it and I laugh. But, you know, as now, six years later, I'm like, well, you know what? One video a week, one every two weeks. That seems to work the best. So in some ways, quality over over quantity, I would say, is important. I would have to agree with that. I do. I have looked back at some of my videos in the past. I, I'm actually in the middle of what I'm calling a, a YouTube audit right now where I'm going back and I'm actually changing thumbnails for older videos. And there's a reason that I'm doing that. I do a lot of evergreen content, tutorials, how-to reviews, things like that that are actually still, still relevant uh, today and, and will remain relevant as long as the companies uh, don't change the software. But uh, back to your first point about you know not every request in your inbox is is a valid one. I would completely agree with that. There there comes this point when you reach a threshold of whether it be 100,000 subscribers or uh, so many million video views, there's always that point that you get to as a creator where you begin uh, to get these emails. You, you begin to get on these mass email lists where people will just email you. And I know I do software reviews and things like that, and I'll get all kinds of people emailing me six, seven, eight times a day requesting that I do a, a tutorial or a review on their software or their application or whatever it may be. And for the most part, it's just trash. You know, it's just shovelware. It's just absolute, uh, you know, scammy uh, stuff that just comes through my email box. But, you know, there may be that gem amongst the rough there. But for the most part, it's, you know, a bunch of stuff that I really would not uh, ever put on my channel. And so you're definitely going to reach that point when you surpass a certain uh, number. Again, the numbers mean nothing, but it it does mean something to advertisers and, and, and things like that. So you do have to remember that. But I would definitely would agree over the quality over quantity. You know, once you set your schedule to one video a week or once you know biweekly every two weeks, I, I do recommend you sticking to that because consistency is key when you're wanting to grow a YouTube channel, especially in the beginning stages of a channel when you haven't grown an established audience and you're trying to start something or jumpstart your channel. I do recommend staying consistent because it's important that when people come to your channel and they look at your most recent video, that it, it is within you know a week or so of when they're looking at your channel. Because if they look at your channel and you haven't uploaded in a few months, the probability of them subscribing to your channel is extremely low, as it would be if they went there and you uploaded something a few days ago. So I would definitely would recommend that. Now, let me ask you this, Vinny. It would be very interesting to get your answer to this question. Are there any YouTube tools that you use, whether it be hardware, software, internet resource, that you just could not live without? Um, that answer has changed over the the past few years, but there was, um, oh man, I think it was Free Music Archive or something like that. Um, FMA, maybe. There was a few different places that have changed, like royalty-free music websites that I've used extensively and some of them have changed where you have to spend money on, on the things or they made it harder to search their database. So that was a, a huge one. Um, and I haven't used it in a while, so maybe not the best answer, but for a long time, some of those sites were, were incredibly important to me. These days I kind of use YouTube's own database or I'll use, um, um, there's another one that my YouTube network has provided me with. So yeah, free for royalty free music is super important and I've used it extensively. Um, Adobe Premiere. I love, I, I've been using the same version of Adobe Premiere for about three years now. I think it's 6.0 and it's been really good to me. Um, the crashing CS6, CS6, uh, the crashing has been down to a minimum. Again, I, I have a PC. I have nothing against Final Cut. I just enjoy Premiere. Um, handbrake. Handbrake has been a good tool. What that does is it converts video files into MP4s or other formats. And over the years, 
uh, I've streamed, say, to Twitch and have had to convert my files so that I could edit them because sometimes there's like a little frame rate discrepancy or there's a quality discrepancy. So those are some tools that I've definitely made use of and um, I would continue using them. And of course, Photoshop for thumbnails, which is something I've, I've done Photoshop for about 15 years. I, I love using it. So yeah, those are some really important tools for me. Absolutely. I tell people all of the time, and I'm not sure if you do this, but I subscribe to the Creative Cloud Suite where I just get all of those tools you know, with one uh, flat monthly fee that I pay them. My wife is actually a teacher and we get the education discount, which makes it uh, a lot uh, more friendly to my budget. But, uh, you know, utilizing Audition for my audio, which I do on a daily basis, utilizing Photoshop for my thumbnails, Premiere Pro for the editing. I mean, you know, everything is there for me and, you know, say what you want about Adobe, but they, they're always updating their apps and they're always coming up with new stuff that really helps me as a creator uh, take my content to the next level. And, you know, Vinny, talking about uh, audio and, you know, royalty-free music to use for your videos, I just recently, within the past six months, uh, formed a relationship with a a company called Audio Blocks, A-U-D-I-O-B-L-O-C-K-S. They're not a sponsor of the show or anything. They have helped uh, with the show before, but I would highly recommend them. Uh, and, And the reason for that is because... I do a lot of like podcast intros for people and things like that, and they have you know hundreds of thousands of background music to choose from. They have sound effects, they have music loops, and it's just a great site that has great customer service. And any of the music that you download, uh, you know, I pay a hundred bucks for a year's long membership, and you know they add new stuff each and every month. And if you're looking for a cheap alternative to get uh, background music, and I think you would agree with me here, Vinny, in that saying that you've got to spend money to make money. Uh, when it comes to creating content. And a lot of times if you try to cheap out or go the cheap route, you know, it'll work for a little while, but uh, it'll always stand out when you do something that uh, is more premium. And I've learned that with this podcast, with my YouTube channel, but I would definitely recommend Audioblocks. Uh, it's a great tool that I've utilized and probably will continue to utilize unless they change something because it's extremely cheap, less than 10 bucks a month. Uh, and I can download as much uh, of the music and sound effects as I want. So I would definitely recommend them as well. Now, Let me talk this with you, Vinny. If you could give one piece of advice to someone wanting to start on YouTube or someone just now getting started wanting to grow and monetize their channels, what would that piece of advice be? It really does change over time because I do get that question a lot in my email. And, you know, these days it's hard because you're, you know, a dime a dozen. And there's so many YouTubers and so many Twitch streamers that are just wanting to get involved in this. And it's hard to get noticed because there are so many people that are mid-level and higher. But really, it's kind of, I think right now, the best thing to do is not get discouraged by that and to just do it because you love it. I did it for three years, more, four years, without making a dime. And I sunk money into my YouTube channel and streaming. Like you said, you know, that's an important point. I, I definitely lost some money in, in the right way, by, mind you, you know, buying good equipment, It's buying an AKG headset or buying a mixer or investigating the best software to use for best audio quality. Uh, Recently, just just upgraded my computer to its pretty much almost the highest limit I could because I wanted the streams to look as good as they could. And so, yeah, you have to do stuff like that. And, and, you know, you're going to start in some ways like I did with just whatever you had around the house or, you know, whatever equipment you had. And my streams from early 2010 or early 2011 rather looked really bad, but 
I put my best into it and I found something really, you know, unique, which is uh, video game corruptions, which is like forced glitching. And it, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't the first person to do it, but I, I think that's probably what put me on the map a little bit. And I feel like finding something interesting, having a unique idea is important to get yourself noticed. Um, you know, I think another piece of advice is there's a lot of, there's this kind of culture of loudness. And I would say like, don't pander to that because there's a lot of YouTubers that are like basically marketing themselves towards, and, and this is in my field, gaming towards, um, towards children, but just always loud noises, always really, really loud screams. And it's like, it's a substitute for funny and be yourself as much as you can find ways to, you know, just, just your reactions should be, should be real. <laughs> people know, people see through that. Um, and, you know, I, I guess really just keep trying, keep making the videos and find ways to promote. There are so many ways to get yourself out there. There's so many websites that you can submit your content to, some of which will, you know, pick up your content, some won't, but just keep trying. It's the same for almost any kind of thing in the entertainment industry, but it is hard and don't quit your day job. Yeah. So, so many things I want to point out there. I'm, I'm not going to mention them. I'm not going to repeat what you said, but passion, passion will always come through the noise. Always. Uh, people will know if you're authentic or not. Authentic, authenticity and transparency is key when creating content online and not just in the video space, but in podcasting. You know, I, I try to, in the opening of this show, uh, talk about personal things, you know, and what's going on in my life. And I want people to be able to connect with me uh, and, and be real with your audience, you know, and, and with what, with, with what Vinny said about, you know, don't mistake loudness for uh, humor. You know, I think that's going around a lot, especially in the gaming space there on YouTube. I would completely agree with that. And a lot of that is is because of the PewDiePie phenomenon. And that's kind of what he did and what he does. And that's his that's his niche. And he's doing it really well. And I'm not complaining about what he's doing. No, he's not a bad dude. He's actually a legitimately nice guy. And he's branching out now. Like he's trying to do things that aren't but just to, that. To take what Vinny said and put it in a capsule, you know, the end of the day it is a noisy space. YouTube is extremely noisy with Tons of stuff uploaded each and every hour of the day. But understand that if you are consistent and you keep uploading, you will beat over 90% of the people. Trust me. Normally what happens when someone starts a YouTube channel is they'll go for a few months or maybe even a year. And then after that, they see that their subscriber count is, you know, two or 3,000 and they just quit. And because of that, they will never figure out uh, if their channel could have been a success because it does take time. Now, obviously, if you get a viral video and jumpstart your channel, that may happen. But for the most part, you've got to grind it out and grind it out until you reach that sub number to where it, you know, it kind of it kind of snowballs. And that's what happens is once you reach 70,000 subscribers, 100,000 subscribers, you will see that your sub account each and every month will continue to go up if you're creating really good, valuable content for people. And that's just the truth of the matter. If you want to get through the noise, you You've got to be consistent. And, you know, I started a blog a long time ago and there were months, there were months. And, and just to, to bring it back to, to relativity here, there were almost a year and a half where nobody, I mean, literally there was probably a few and most of those were my family. Nobody listened to this show. 
And as of last month, I'm almost averaging, you know, 70, 80,000 downloads per episode of this podcast. And, you know, in podcasting terms, that's in the upper, you know, eight to 10% of people creating podcasts on iTunes. And the reason why it's not because I'm any better than anybody else. It's because I'm consistent and I didn't give up. And I would encourage you guys that if you're discouraged about your numbers, don't let that get in your head. If you have to, don't even look at your numbers. And I know I'm one to say that. And then every day I'm going into my analytics, Vinny, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm a numbers nerd and I like to go in and tweak things and figure out why are people leaving my videos at this time and what am I doing? That's just me personally. I'm, I got OCD about that kind of thing. So that's something I've got to deal with personally, but don't look at your numbers. Ignore that. It's one of those things that you can get caught up in. Now, talking about the future and things like that, what do you see as next for your YouTube channel? Sure. Um, well, I want to just touch on a few quick things is, uh, I don't pay attention to the numbers as much anymore, barely, but I used to quite a bit. <laughs> so that's one. And, uh, two, also another quick tip, branding and a good name is also pretty good. We had strong branding when Vinesaw started and it was a very, it's a very strong name too, that people seem to remember. So, you know, those are some other little tips. Okay. So the future of my channel, um, at the moment, my head is in music. Um, I've, I've diverted for a, an alternate project. So I have another YouTube channel, which is for my band Redvox, And, uh, with that, it's been successful. So I've been doing music since I was like 17 and I wanted to, with my new YouTube success, I wanted to give the music thing a shot again. And we spent a year in the studio, created an album and released it. And I just wanted to see how well it would do. And it did pretty well. In fact, billboard contacted me and they said, we almost cracked their top 200 with our sales. So it is very possible. Like, and this is, again, I promoted it, but I didn't try to like necessarily like hit my audience over the head with it. Like they were aware of it, but they weren't forced to be a part of it. Um, but I'd say a good 10% of my audience, maybe more bought it and they gave it a shot and they listened and, um, it went really well. So my head is in music. I'm working on another little uh, five song EP and then a follow up to this album. That's where my head is right now. However, in the future for Vine Sauce, you know, there's always going to be streams. There's always going to be highlight videos and there's always going to be um, moments from my streams that will be on the main YouTube channel. As for taking it further, I would eventually like to maybe do a show like, you know, um, video game related shows, maybe get like a little studio space, green screen, um, or a little set and just have a few of my buddies talk about games with me. Um, if you've ever seen the YouTube channel, red letter media, they do a show called half in the bag. I wouldn't mind doing something like that for my channel. Um, and basically taking things to a more production, a production level where I can, still do my streams, still do my, my comedy, still do my wacky stuff, but also do something a little bit more serious where I can actually have a discussion about games and where the market's going and maybe even do a little chat about music sometime too. So I think podcasting in, in a lot of ways um, is the future. Like Mark Marin is one of my podcast heroes. He started with very little and now he's in the top, you know, 1% of, you know, podcasters. And uh, it's something that I think is very important and vital. And I want to do more stuff like that. But I also want to take it in a, in a more serious and professional direction as well. So, Vinny, you are on an island stranded and you can only have one YouTube subscription active. What is that YouTube channel that you're subscribed to? <laughs> oh, man. Can I can I give you one and then maybe a close runner up? Do it. That's fine. OK. Red Letter Media. Uh huh. 
They do movie reviews and a bunch of great shows about bad movies. They're they're my favorite. And then a close second is probably Cinemassacre, who that's the angry video game nerd channel. They upload consistently good stuff and it's stuff that I watch a lot and it's it's always really entertaining and and it's not an overload. It's not like, you know, there's there's too much to keep up with. It's just enough. <laughs> love it. I love that question. I just added it uh, probably three or four shows ago, and I continue uh, adding the channels that people recommend uh, with that question to my subscribe list to check out. So I'm definitely going to check out those two. Now, I knew of the Angry Video Game Nerd, but I didn't know of the first one that you mentioned. So I'm excited to check that out. Now, in closing, uh, Vinny, where can people find you on the Internet? So you can check me out on YouTube, which is just type Vine Sauce. I'm Vinny from Vine Sauce. Um, and you can go to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Vine Sauce. Or you can check me out on Twitter if you want to see any updates um, at Vinny Vine Sauce. And just to let everyone know, Vine Sauce, um, our whole group is doing a big charity stream this month, July 23rd to the 24th. That's probably going to date this podcast a little bit. Apologies. <laughs> but it's also... True. We're, we're raising money for Pediatric Cancer Research Foundation. We've done it two years in a row. We've raised nearly $100,000 for charity. And this year we're hoping to maybe break 100000 maybe even break 200000 You never know. Such an awesome idea, and I love when streamers and creators come together for a good cause. All of those links to find Vinny online will be in the show notes, as well as everything mentioned in this episode. I would like to say thank you to Vinny. I think he's doing some great stuff over at Vine Sauce. Good luck uh, to you, Vinny, in your future with your music and everything like that. Really appreciate you coming on the program. Hopefully we can get you on maybe in a year or so talking about the growth of your channel. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, Dusty. Take it easy. You've been listening to the YouTube Creators Podcast. We want to thank you and invite you to subscribe to the show, as well as support us on Patreon for great perks, such as having your YouTube channel featured on the show and a link on our website. Until next time, keep uploading those videos.